Welcome to the Vegan Beauty Power Lifestyle Podcast. This is the podcast for women wanting to live a healthy vegan lifestyle their way that they love. The Vegan Beauty Power Lifestyle is simple and life-changing, healthy vegan living for women. I'm your host, Jessica. If you want to be a part of this community, lifestyle, and movement of vegan women living everywhere in their beauty and their power, this is for you. I'm simplifying it all for you and showing you how. Yay, goddess, live this beautiful lifestyle with me. Hey, today I want to talk about my personal experience with gaining 40 pounds or so as a vegan over the past three years and what I'm doing now to lose fat as a vegan. There's a lot of details here. There's a lot of things that go into this. I made bullet points to go through this because I don't want to leave anything out. And I want to make sure that I give all the details as specific as I can because I like to share what I've learned and realized with you because it may help you too. So I really did gain 40 pounds or so, and that's just an estimate but a pretty good estimate. It's not like I just randomly picked a number. It's probably accurate. Over the past three years, you know, maybe beginning in 2019 or so, and I've been vegan since 2010, so everything I'm talking about, I've been vegan through. Um, And now I've realized all of that And I just recently realized how I gained that weight. And I processed my thoughts about it, went through my thoughts about it, and decided what I'm going to do about it. Because I have choices. I don't have to do anything about it if I don't want to. You know, I could be mindful and aware and start to change things if I want to change things. And I've decided to make changes. Because it has gotten to a point that I want to make those changes. So when you gain weight or fat, whatever, because really it is weight as a whole. But what we really want to lose is fat. Obviously we need some fat and all of that. But if it affects how we start to live our lives, how we start to feel and think in our bodies and all of that. Then we really just need to sit down and decide what we're going to do about it. Because we have choices, like I said. And there's nothing wrong with gaining weight or gaining fat. And there's nothing wrong with losing weight or losing fat. That is an individual thing. And you get to decide what you want to do with that in your life. So at the end of 2018, I wanted to lose weight. I don't really know how much I weighed. It really does seem like a long time ago. I think I weighed in the 140s. And I'm like 5'2 or 5'3 or 5'4. Probably 5'3 or 5'4. So at the time, at the end of 2018, the end of September 
and the whole month of October, going into November, all of that, I was losing weight. I was doing these things consistently for two months, and I was losing weight. I was not eating any processed foods or sugars, and I was doing workouts six days per week. They were high-intensity interval cardio, body weight, Tabata-style workouts. And then, since I was never consistent with workouts, uh, I'm just not like a fitness person, I guess you could say. And that's just always in my thought. I stopped doing the workouts after those two months. And I started to eat processed foods and sugars again. Which is okay now. I realize this now. Back then, I was like, why did I do this? I shouldn't have stopped doing the workouts. I shouldn't have stopped eating I shouldn't have started eating sugars again and processed foods because that is what was making me lose weight. That is the only way I would lose weight is if I do the workouts six days a week, stay consistent with them, and not eat any processed foods or sugars whatsoever. That's the only way I could lose weight is what I was thinking. That is truly what I have believed because that is how I was losing weight. So I thought that was what I had to do to lose weight and that was the only way to lose weight. And it took me years to realize that that is completely false. Like now or last year, I realized, no, I don't have to do that to lose weight. Yes, I could lose weight that way, but that is not sustainable or realistic for me. It may be for some people, but it wasn't for me. So I started to eat sugars again and all of these processed foods, but they're not bad. And I thought they were back then. So... I've made a lot of different shifts in perspective. I've made a lot of realizations and I've come a long way in my thoughts in just this short amount of time within the past one to three years. So I realized all this like last year and I'm like, wait a minute, there's other ways to lose weight. I could do it my way and I could eat sugars if I want to. And one of the reasons I didn't want to eat sugars or thought I couldn't was because it did break my face out. It really did. And that's because I was binging on them. But I also realized that if I do eat sugars, my face won't break out if I don't binge on them. There's all these things that I realize. And I, you know, it really, when I think back, it took me a few years to realize this, but at the same time, I realized this within a year. So I've come to my realizations and I'm like, no. I could do this the way I want to do this. So then I started to think, how did I get here? You know you might think the same. When you have gained weight, and that's not something that you wanted, and you don't realize it right away because it's a gradual thing. I didn't lose weight really quick. I mean, I did not gain weight really quickly. I didn't gain weight overnight or just like that. I don't know if anybody really does. It was a gradual process for me. It was like over three years. So last year, 2021, I was like, how the hell did I get here? How did I even have this happen? I weighed myself in December last year, 2021, and I weighed the same amount as I weighed when I was pregnant. Maybe even more. I don't know. It's like in the 180s. 
being 5'3 or 5'4. And I was not vegan when I was pregnant in 2007. I became vegan in 2010. And right now, obviously I'm vegan and I weigh the same amount as I weighed when I was pregnant when I wasn't vegan. So as a vegan, you can gain weight. And as a vegan, you can lose weight. Being vegan has nothing to do with it. A lot of people have that assumption that it's a complete myth that, oh my God, I'm going vegan, so I'm going to lose all this weight. No, 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 no. That is not it at all. Because there's a lot of vegan processed foods that may make you gain weight, but there's also a lot of processed foods that can help you lose weight. And I had no idea about this. This is not how I used to think. There's so many whole plant foods that can help you lose weight, but there's also so many whole plant foods that can make you gain weight. All of this has happened to me. I mean, I've went through all of this with these foods, so I know that it could go both ways. And I didn't realize that until last year. All of my realizations came last year for some reason, but I'm glad. Better late than never, sooner than rather later, however the sayings go, whatever. It's never too late. That's the thing. So realizing that cutting out sugars permanently forever was not sustainable for me, you know, I was like, okay, which took me last year to realize again. And, you know, I was like, oh, eating sugar free is just life changing because it was, it was, but you know what? I'm happier when I could eat whatever the fuck I want to eat when it comes to sugars, all the vegan treats if I want, because I have room to fit them in my life. And that's the way I want to live my lifestyle. So there's that. But yeah, I mean, I made a blog post about it and everything. And I still have the blog post up because if anybody just wants to know what it's like to be sugar-free, even for a period of time, you know, what options they can um, incorporate into their life instead of sugars, like if they want something sweet or whatever, use as sweeteners, there's that. I think that's good to know. And if you want to, you know, cut it out for periods of time and see what it does for you, okay, that's fine. But it may not be sustainable for you long-term permanently. It might, though. So there's that. So that's an individual thing. I realized that for myself. Um, And what happened was I still believed since I lost weight without eating any sugars and I my face was like literally glowing and clear. And it's my face is really amazing now, too. But like when you're not eating sugars, you just really realize, oh, my gosh. And it really does help your skin. So but there's other things that help your skin, too. But focusing on sugar-free here, I thought that's something I needed to do. There were times, of course, that I wanted the vegan treats and the sugars and whatnot. So I'd let my ha- I would let myself have those for periods of time. And when I did, I would completely binge on them. So I'd be like, yeah, I would plan this ahead of time. You know, I would know in advance that I'm going to have sugars. You know, so I would be like, and we're processed foods and all that. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to eat some ice cream now. I would eat the entire pint in one time. Now, just recently, now, it takes me five or six times to eat a pint of ice cream. Like, not in one time. I would eat bags of popcorn, bags of pretzels, bags of chips, the entire regular size bag in one time. Now... It takes me like, I don't know, a week or two to get through a bag. And I don't even know how many times it is, but it's a lot more. 
I would eat a whole box of cookies or a whole thing of cookies when now it lasts me like a long ass time compared to one time, like, you know, a week, whatever, four or five times, however many, I just don't know. And whatever else there is that I liked to have as vegan treats, as processed foods, and when it comes to that kind of thing. And when I did that, it didn't make me feel good, obviously, because I was too much at once. It did make my face break out, obviously. And it did make me gain weight, obviously. But I didn't see that at the time. I mean, I know how I felt when I ate all that at once. I was like, ugh, that doesn't make me feel good. Now I can't eat anything else at all. Obvi- really. Even though they're, it's not fulfilling and satisfying. If you eat that much at once, you're not going to be able to eat anything else for a, a little bit. And you also will feel not great. So, yeah, of course it affected my skin. Of course it affected my weight and all that jazz. But, you know, that's how, that is how I gained weight. No fucking wonder I gained weight. I mean, obviously, if I'm going to be binging for periods of time, restricting myself caused me to binge, caused me to gain weight, not being consistent with workouts whatsoever, and also not prioritizing protein. So that's another thing that I have learned recently. Now, I have realized that I wanted to make this change last year. I realized this at the very end of last year, just starting this now, because I really had to get myself together and get in the right mindset and have a plan and know what I'm going to do and just, you know, thoroughly figure it out, even though I do it as I go, but I still plan a little bit. I'm not that strict, rigid planner, but also I need to know what I'm doing. And I take it day by day and I'm in the flow and I live with the flow and whatever, So that's what works for me, but I wanted to learn some more things that I wasn't, I didn't know about. I'm not a registered dietitian at all. I'm not a nutritionist at all. And I'm not a personal trainer or fitness person at all. And I don't even create my own recipes. I legitimately thought that eating whole plant foods was what I needed to do. And that would be good enough, which is important to eat whole plant foods, obviously, but we also do need substantial amounts of protein that sometimes aren't in whole plant foods. I used to think nothing of it. I'd be like, yeah, whole plant foods has whatever we need, everything we need. Because it it does, but it, but when you are trying to to have a certain result, you might want to add in different things like processed plant proteins and things. And I used to be against I used to be against medicine, Western medicine vaccines and thought I could never get sick because I ate whole plant foods and all this shit. And what the fuck? That's bullshit. I can still get sick. I'm not invincible. I did get the, the vaccine. I get the vaccines now and I, um, specifically the COVID ones. And I obviously really support Western medicine and think it's important along with Eastern medicine, along with whole plant foods, along with certain aspects of Ayurveda and all of this. I think they all are important I think they, it's like a holistic thing. They all can be together because they're all important, like I said. And I didn't just think this, like, last year. I've been thinking this for a while now, but I used to not way back then. So for three years, those three years, 2019, 2020, 2021, you know, I didn't do workouts consistently. I did not eat enough. And when I did eat, I ate too big of portions because I was hungry. Why was I hungry? I was hungry because I wasn't eating consistently and I was not eating enough. So when I did eat, I ate too big of portions. And then I felt so full that I couldn't eat for a while. 
and I did not prioritize protein at all. And the reason I've learned this from vegan nutritionists and vegan dietitians that I have been learning from their content on Instagram, it's been completely helpful me, helpful for me and changed my life. So if their free content has been that tremendous of a help for me, I can just imagine what their paid help would help me be able to do. So that's something to think about. But the reason that you want to prioritize protein and make sure that you're getting it is because it is what keeps you satisfied and full. And you want to make sure you eat consistently, not like too consistent or too often so that you're digest. Because we need to give our bodies enough time to digest. But we still need to eat consistently. That's the thing. I was uh, going long periods without eating and just have huge ass portions, right? And then I was restricting myself from sugars and, and vegan treats and then I binged on them. And that is something that I realized last year at the end. And I'm like, okay, so that's why I gained weight. Okay. All right. That makes sense. That's obvious. Wow, I'm glad I know this now. What can I do with the information that I know now? It makes you feel really great and unstoppable, but at the same time, you're like, wow, I have a long way to go. But it makes you feel hopeful that now you know what to do, you can start doing it. So I didn't gain that weight intentionally. I just did. And I actually didn't even realize that I gained weight until maybe last year sometime. When I realized, like at the beginning of last year, I don't even know when, that my clothes were so tight. I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. They used to not be this way. How did I get here? How did I get like this? And I never weighed myself really because I didn't have a scale. But now I have one and I'm just like, Wow. But it's okay because that's just information that I get to work with. The reason I want to lose this fat is because I feel physically uncomfortable. Weighed down and not even flexible anymore. And it's affecting my life in not a good way. And I know a lot of this is mindset work that I'm going through and that's a good thing too. But... Now that I know all this information and realize all of these things, I can actually lose fat with intention and purpose. And I actually feel like I can do it now because I know why I gained weight. I know how I gained weight. I know what I was doing that made me gain weight. And I know now what I need to do that can make me lose this fat, which is weight, whatever you want to say. But yeah. And it's just so freeing when you realize what got you here and what you need to do now to change certain things. And it's just really enlightening. I've had a lot of aha moments, I've had a lot of realizations, and I'm really glad. So the biggest thing that I like to keep in mind is that I need to get a variety of things. I need to get a variety of workouts in, not just doing cardio and high intensity interval training, you know, also doing 
also doing resistance training with weights, also doing body weight training, also doing Pilates, also doing yoga, also stretching, and all of those types of workouts. I've learned from these experts that I really know that they know what they're talking about. The vegan nutritionists, the vegan dietitians, the vegan personal trainers. That resistance training with weights is more effective for fat loss than high intensity interval training. And steady state cardio is more effective for weight loss than high intensity interval training. So all of that time for so long, I thought that high intensity interval training was what I needed to do. Cardio, 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 but not the kind of cardio I was doing. And there's nothing wrong with what the kind of workouts that I were doing. They're still good for you, especially for your cardiovascular health. But when it comes to fat loss, it's more efficient and more effective to do steady state cardio and resistance training with weights. So that's a cool thing. Yeah, yeah, you burn more calories when you do cardio, like high intensity interval cardio and things like that. But you actually burn more fat with resistance training because you burn more when you're in rest. And like, I didn't know any of this at all because I'm not a fitness person. I don't know the anatomy of how the body is. And it's just all these, all this science that is really interesting and important to know. It's just, I'm not into it and it goes over my head, but I'm learning from these people and it clicks. It really clicks with me because I'm like, that makes so much sense now. How they explain it, what they're showing me. And I'm like, on it's just on Instagram too. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And it makes me happy to know this because I'm just like, finally, finally. And so also, these people that I'm learning from, they have been through what I'm going through right now. They have lost... 50 pounds or more each. So that is why they know what they're talking about. That is why I resonate with them. And that is why what they put out there, I click with. Because they've been there. And that's something else I realized too. I can learn more and get more from someone that I resonate with. That has been where I'm at in their lives. That's a big part of it. So I intentionally choose who I learn from with purpose because I'm not trying to, you know, waste time or whatever. I'm trying to do this the most effective and efficient way I possibly can and learning from people that I can resonate with that I could actually learn from and that clicks. They've been through, you know, they've had all this weight that they have lost, which is what I'm trying to do now. So yeah, they know and they get it. They truly know and they truly get it from experience. Plus, they have the certifications and knowledge to back that up. So there's that. And that's really cool. And I'm really grateful for that. So part of this... Okay, well, I was going back to the variety thing. So, you know, yeah, have a, have a variety of workouts. Also, when it comes to eating, that's another big thing. Because we always think about, you know, working out and eating when it comes to losing or gaining weight you know, with our fitness and all that. So eating a variety, eating a variety of whole plant foods, also eating vegan processed foods, also eating vegan treats and getting a lot of color in there. Obviously we already know this, making sure that I'm eating consistent, that I'm eating enough and that I'm prioritizing protein and fitting in vegan treats whenever the fuck I want without binging at all because I'm not restricting myself anymore. 
And when you don't restrict yourself anymore, you don't want these foods as much as you did when you were restricting yourself from them. And it's just like, you think about it, it's like common sense, but we don't think about this. We either overthink this or don't think about this at all. And we just completely miss the point. We completely don't even grasp the fact. So that the thing is, the fact is that, and this is what I've learned from my experience. I've been through this. I know it is, I have this happen to me. I gained weight because I restricted myself. That's one of the reasons. I had such intense cravings for vegan ice cream, for vegan cupcakes, for vegan chips, you know, for fries and all that jazz, right? All the vegan treats like that, that, you know, we don't think we need or whatever we shouldn't have and all that, but we want them. I had such intense cravings for those because I was restricting myself from them for lots of periods of time. And then when I did allow myself to have them, I binged so much on them to the point where I didn't feel good and didn't want... And felt like I didn't ever want to have them again in my life. But then the next day I would crave them again. Right away. And that is such a different feeling from what I feel now. And I just recently did this. Like I was binging last year. You know, not even that many months ago. And that is such a short period of time for how I completely shift my mindset and perspective and my actions. And it is so incredible. I do not have cravings for those types of things anymore. Because I do not restrict myself from those things anymore. And that is amazing. That is amazing. Another reason you may have cravings is because you're under eating, which I was doing. I was trying to get my body to digest, so I didn't eat very often. But when I did eat, I would eat large ass portions. And of course, I binged on the stuff here and there that I didn't think I needed or should have. Okay, so that's that. A lot of it is mindset. Like, that is just as important as what you eat and how you move your body. So, I am being aware and I'm being mindful of what choices I'm making, what actions I'm taking, and what habits I'm developing. And that goes anywhere from what I'm thinking, how I'm thinking about something, how I feel about something, how my body feels, what I choose to eat, what types of ways I choose to move my body, how much sleep I'm getting, how much water I'm drinking, how I'm taking care of myself, and all that. So what I'm doing now to lose fat, and I don't know the set amount of fat that I want to lose. It could be anywhere from, you know, 65 pounds or whatever. Just That's just a guess right there. I'm eating balanced meals, which means protein, which also means carbs, which also means vegetables, which also means fats, if I want them, because they're, they're good to have too. But I'm really focusing on protein, because that is critically important. And, you know, I realized that, like I said, yes, whole plant foods have protein in them. Yes, we need to eat them. But more effective sources of protein would be tofu, would be tempeh, would be high-quality vegan protein powder, would be edamame, would also be adding hemp seeds and chia seeds to things, and nutritional yeast to things, and, you know, trying seitan, which I've never had before, um, and, you know, eating vegan legume pastas, like with chickpea or with, or with lentils, you know, making sure that you get red lentils and green lentils, and making sure that you can, you know, find different um, 
varieties of vegan and protein sources like, you know, vegan burgers and all of these different things because beans do have protein in them, but they also have starch. They also have carbs in them. They also have fiber in them. They're not a substantial enough source of protein as tempeh or tofu, as legume pastas like lentil, you know, or chickpea pastas because that, the way it's processed, it is better, you know, it has more protein in it. It literally has... But the pasta called banza literally has more pot, literally has more protein in it because it has like pea protein in it too, by the way. So, or something, I don't remember, but that's the kind of pasta I like to have. And I also like to have red lentil pasta. But if you look at the protein content in um, banza chickpea pasta, it is more than beans by itself would be. So that's my point. That's what I'm trying to say. Even though I don't know much about all this, I'm just like in depth. I'm not a nutritionist or anything like that. Um... I'm not educated in nutrition, but like, you know, I'm just saying I learned from people that are. And I've also realized that hummus is more regarded as a fat than it would be as a protein source. Because if you, and I love getting hummus from stores. I love all the damn hummus. The classic regular one is my favorite flavor they have, there is. But if you look at the content on it, um, the nutritional content, the fat content is way higher than the protein content. So that's why it's considered as a fat. And then tahini is great for fats. Avocado is great for fats. Nuts, like walnuts, pecans, are great for fats. Uh, roasted pistachios could even add a little bit of protein here and there. And, you know, different things like you can make your own hummus though, and then the protein would probably be more than it would be if you bought it at the store. But, you know, I made a list of complete vegan proteins, and I don't know if it's correct or not. So don't go by this, but it just might give you some ideas, um, things to keep in mind. I searched, I just did a search for this, and like, I looked at several different websites and different pages and they all said like pretty similar what vegan complete proteins are. So I just made a list of what I kept seeing over and over again as complete vegan protein sources. So I will list that out real quick because I like to keep those in mind because again, this is new to me. Prioritizing protein is pretty new to me. So I want to make sure that I'm getting enough and a substantial amount, even though I don't track or measure it. And I know that tracking or measure it may be helpful um, regarding what you're trying to do when it comes to what goals you have. But that's just not something I choose to do at this moment. So I don't, and I don't write down what I eat, but you can also do that too if you want, whether you're trying to gain or lose or whatever. I know that that may be helpful to do just to, you know, look at what's going on. I'm trying to find it here, but yeah, just know that there's so many options. We always have more options as vegans than non-vegans when it comes to what we eat. Okay, so quinoa is also a good source of protein. I obviously said tofu and tempeh before. Nutritional yeast is good to add on to things. Hemp seeds and chia seeds, roasted pistachios, they're good They're good to top on things, you know, and, like, it's good to add hemp seeds and chia seeds to different things like oats and smoothies and whatever else. Aramanath, amaranth, that's how, whatever. I think it's a grain. And amame, food for life, sprouted grain bread. I love that bread so much. Buckwheat high-quality vegan protein powders, peanut butter or any other type of nut butter, um, beans and rice together, spirulina, goji berries. 
also great to add to things. So all of these are considered complete vegan proteins from the sources that I have gotten from. I've seen these over and over again on different websites. I don't know if it's accurate. I don't know if it's correct. So don't quote me on that. But it's just a good idea. A good thing to have. It says that all of these have all nine essential amino acids for human nutrition. But like I said, I don't know if it's accurate. So if you're really going to you know, know for sure what would be a good source of vegan protein that's substantial enough, I would say tempeh, tofu, seitan. I would also say chickpea pasta, red lentil pasta. I would also say certain vegan burgers and edamame. And I would also say quinoa, nutritional yeast, hemp seeds, chia seeds. Um, all great to add into things. And I would also say that nut butters are great as a fat as well as a little bit of protein. So yeah, keep those in mind. Spirulina is also amazing to add into smoothies. You can even add them into muffins and pancakes and things like that. And vegan protein powders, yes. So yeah, goji berries are another thing to add. But yeah, I mean, I'm just saying like, for real, especially tofu, tempeh, edamame, chickpea pastas, red lentil pastas, vegan burgers and seitan. So that's what it, what I have looked at for myself, but if you are someone like my son who likes vegan chicken nuggets, vegan chicken sandwiches, you know, vegan corn dogs, vegan hot dogs, vegan deli slices, then those are great substantial sources of protein as well, and there's nothing wrong with eating them. There's nothing wrong with processed foods. You don't have to be a new vegan to eat them. Um, you, you know, you can be a vegan for however long and just whatever, have those in your life if you want them. I just personally don't like them, but those are also great, um, protein sources as well. And so I learned all this and I'm just so, so glad, but eating enough is really important too, like I said. And how do you know that you're eating enough? Well, you're not having cravings and you're not hungry. And you're just, you know, you feel satisfied, you feel content. Making sure that you get enough color. You know, obviously vegetables are super colorful. There's so many whole plant foods that are amazing and colorful. And I don't restrict myself anymore from the vegan treats. You know, I love all the vegan treats. I have my favorites, obviously. And every time I go to the store, every time I buy something, I like to try something that I've never tried before. And that's cool. Sometimes I love it and I buy it again here and there. And sometimes I don't like it that much and I don't buy it again. It really just depends. It's good to do that too. And it's fun. And to make sure that I don't binge anymore, obviously I don't restrict myself. So that helps. But another thing is, is that I take a plate or I take a bowl and I just put my stuff that I want in it, like some popcorn or some mixed nuts. And I know that's not a vegan treat, really, but I used to not eat the certain nuts that had oils in them, like sunflower oil and canola oil, safflower oil, all those oils, but now I do. So that, I've come a long way, is what I'm saying. I used to be an all-or-nothing person, and believe me, that doesn't work. And it gets you the opposite result of what you actually want. So I will fill a plate or a bowl with, you know, vegan popcorn, vegan pretzels, um, vegan chips. Like, a light, I like to do, like, a vegan, I like to do a plate of vegan popcorn, vegan pretzels, vegan chips, things like that. Um, I like to eat a little bit of ice cream, like, a few spoons of it. Or, um, you know, if there's cookies, like you know, one, two or three cookies at a time, like here and there, just a little bit. I don't go overboard or binge anymore. 
So that's what I mean when I do that. So I put it in a bowl or put it on a plate or just have a few and that's good enough for me. And I don't feel like I want more after that, you know? That's amazing. I haven't felt that in so fucking long for years. And that's just incredible that I know this now. And I'm happy to share about this because believe me, it's changed my life in the best way. So I know that it could help you and change many other lives too. So I know that there's room for vegan treats and I fit them in my life whenever I want to. So that's simple. I make sure that I do a variety of workouts five to six days a week. And I don't really have a workout plan because I don't like to repeat the same workouts over and fucking over again. I used to do workout programs like fitness programs and they would repeat the same workouts over and over and over and over again. Even if it was filmed um, live, even if it was in real time, it still repeated the same workouts. And so I just, I'm not a fitness person in the first place. So it's not like I love workouts or look forward to them or just whatever, which I need to still work on when it comes to my mindset with that. So I make sure that I get, that I do different workouts, that I don't do the same thing all the time and repeat it. Then I make sure that it's effective for me and challenging for me. And then I'm getting a variety of different types of movements. Like I said before, um, sleeping enough, obviously this has always been something that I've been good at, you know, seven to nine hours, however much, whatever. But um, I love the nighttime. So I go to bed super late and I get up pretty late and, uh, think it'd be better if I went to bed earlier and got up a little bit earlier but it's not like a thing that I have to like I it's not like it would be like the best thing in the world or like a must but I think it'd be better if I did that so that's something I'm working on um drinking more water so this is something that has been the hardest for me and I can't even tell you why I honestly don't know I've been thinking about this and I'm like why is it hard for me to drink water like enough like I know it's it's not it's like one of the things the only things I drink besides kombucha, besides like orange juice and smoothies that I make and nut milks. So I'm like, why is this so fucking hard? But it's simple, but it's not fucking easy. So it's like, why? You know, I'm trying to get 110 ounces a day, which I haven't done at all, but I'm beating myself where I am because I know realistically that, you know, one day I'm going to drink what, 40 ounces and the next day I want to drink 110. That's probably not going to happen. So I meet myself where I am and I go from there and I continue to improve and stay consistent. So, you know, one day I definitely might not get as much as I want, but I'm working towards it. So I use Life Factory water bottles. I love them so much. They're glass with silicone on them and they have plastic lids that are wide enough so that you don't have to like, you know, it's just, it just gives you enough room to drink from. And, um, they're like 22 ounces and I also use glass mason jars and glasses or whatever but something I also realized was that you know I'm talking about 110 ounces just because of my weight um coming just from water by itself right but you're also getting hydrated from the foods that you eat and you know the smoothies that you drink and nut any nut milks or whatever or any juices and stuff like that. And I also drink lemon water. So I put lemon into that water, which does not, which I wasn't including in the 110 ounces. So the 110 ounces or however many ounces it was, I was saying five glass factory water bottles every day, which is 22 ounces each or something like that. Uh, And then I also drink lemon water. And then I also drink smoothies like green and other kinds sometimes and kombucha and like, you know, I like orange juice sometimes and whatever else there is. But, but yeah, I know I realized that it really helps your skin to hydrate it. And I, you know, look at that as a part of skincare. I look at, 
I look at hydration as a part of skincare. So that really does help. And I realized that we're getting hydrated from a lot of the foods that we eat, like cucumbers, high wa- high water content foods, leafy greens, especially romaine lettuce, especially iceberg lettuce, um, you know, different, a whole bunch of fruits. And that's one of the things that I, that's one of my non-negotiables, eating fruit every single day. It's my favorite thing in the whole entire world to eat, especially pineapple. And, you know, I make sure every single day that I, that I eat fruit. And that's something that I see that people don't really, um, include in their eating. And I'm just like, oh, I couldn't do that. I love fruit so much. And I think it's incredibly important, but it's also a very high water content food. So, you know, there's all those things. Celery is also another one, but I make sure to always eat fruit every single day. Like sometimes I'll have, I will have three mandarins with some grapes, you know, two bananas with three mandarins just or just two bananas or two apples with three mandarins or just two apples or some grapes and some apples or a frozen banana smoothie that has three frozen bananas in it some dates with some peanut butter you know some dates in some in a smoothie with bananas or whatever like pineapple you know all the fruits that I could think of the green smoothies that I drink every day also has fruit in it it has pears or apples. Um, it also has the juice of a lemon. And it also has a cup of frozen fruit, which consists of strawberries, pineapple, mango, things like that. So, you know, I eat all the fruit I can possibly find. I also like to eat frozen fruit, like frozen berries, frozen cherries, um, all that stuff. Blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, blackberries. Just every fruit I like. I haven't ever had a fruit I don't like. The fruit I like the least is watermelon, but I still like it. Like, that's just my favorite thing in the whole world to eat. So I always make sure I eat enough of that. And every time I see what people eat in a day, you know, like they do those videos or whatever, which I don't think are good to watch, but I think they can be sometimes just to give you an idea. And they're just fun to watch. But every body is completely different and we might not need what somebody else needs. And you shouldn't base what you eat on watching some what someone else eats. But besides that, it's pretty cool and fun to watch. And just to give you ideas of like, oh, I want to try that. Or, oh, that's a cool recipe I might try. Or I might do this this way instead. Whatever. But every time I watch those or see those in my feed or whatever, I realize that they don't eat enough f- or a lot of fruit. Or fruit at all. And I'm just like, or they'll only have their fruit be in smoothies. And I'm like, wow. That's not something I'd want to do. But that's just me personally. And that's just personally what I prefer. And I prefer to eat fruit by itself with nothing else. So that's just me. But, you know, you do it works for you. You do what you like. And you'll figure it out. Um, so the biggest part of this, obviously, besides eating and moving your body and drinking enough water and sleeping enough, is mindset. So basically, the rest of this episode will be about mindset because it is that important. It is that big of a deal. So part of this includes improving my mindset. How am I doing How am I improving my mindset? What am I doing to improve my mindset? I'm not beating myself up. I'm not feeling discouraged like a failure or like giving up. I'm giving myself grace and love. I'm being patient with myself. I'm trusting my body in the process. I'm listening to my body. I'm loving and appreciating my body. I am knowing that it's okay to want to make changes to my body while still loving my body. I'm having my own back. I'm showing up for myself. I'm staying accountable to myself. 
I'm paying attention to my energy and my thoughts. I'm processing my emotions. I'm being flexible in my plan to change things if I need to. I'm checking in with myself. Those are just various different ways that I am improving my mindset and working on it. So I'll go into those a little bit more. When I used to skip a workout, for whatever reason it was, sometimes there wasn't a reason, when I thought that I shouldn't eat a processed food or anything with sugar in it or anything with oils in it, and I did, when I barely drink any water or whatever, I would beat myself up about it. I would feel like a complete failure. I'd feel so discouraged and feel like, oh, what's the point? I would either just go crazy and binge on every treat I could find. I would not do any fucking workouts. And I would just drink whatever the, you know, not water, just like kombucha all day or whatever that wasn't water. Even soda sometimes back then. Um, And I would just be like, fuck it, what's the point? I skipped this workout one day, so I might as well not work out at all. And then I would start again on a, on a Monday and I'd be like, well, I'll just start all this over again on a Monday. That is a vicious cycle to be in. And oh my God, it seems never ending. I'm so glad I finally got out of that. That's what I mean when I felt discouraged, like giving up and I felt like a failure and I beat myself up about it. Um, that was an all or nothing thing. And believe me, it never works and it backfires every fucking time. And I've been doing that for years and it never got me the results that I wanted. And this is the first time that I'm finally out of it. Finally out of it. And it makes all the difference in the world, I promise. So instead of all of that, I don't feel like giving up because I know what I'm doing is going to work because I'm going to make it work, which is why I'm staying flexible and if I need, if I realize that I need to change something, like instead of like, you know, an example of things I might need to change is, okay, maybe I need to eat a little bit more, or maybe I need to change this type of workout a little bit, you know, or maybe I need to start going to sleep earlier. Those kinds of things, experimenting with different things in your plan and your process, because, you know, if something's not working, you need to change something and you need to be flexible about that. And that will make you feel like not giving up like you used to. Because you know that you can make it work. You just have to make some changes. And that's okay. So I'm giving myself grace and love. I'm supporting myself. and being supportive to myself. That's okay. That's okay if I skipped a workout that day. That's okay if I didn't do that workout that day. That's okay if I did a 10-minute or 8-minute workout. Because I used to think that didn't count. Like, no, of course it counts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I used to think, oh my gosh, like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. I shouldn't do that. When in actuality, I could do whatever the fuck I want to do. And that's that. So, you know, it's all of that. Giving myself grace, you know? Giving myself love. Being patient with myself. Because, yeah, I'm impatient. Oh my gosh, I'm fucking impatient. That's something I'm working on. I want to have the results right damn fucking now. I mean, obviously. But I know it's going to take time because I didn't get like this. And I don't want to say I didn't get like this because it sounds bad. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't gain this weight in a year. I didn't gain this weight in a few months. I gained this weight over three fucking years. I know it's not going to take me three fucking years to lose this fat because I know what I'm doing now. And I have a plan and, you know, I'm going to change things if I need to and keep going and not fucking give up. 
But I know that it's not going to happen tomorrow. I know that's not going to happen in a month or three months. So I just need to be patient. I need to stay consistent with my body and with the process. And I trust my body and I trust the process. Because I know things that I need to do. I know changes that I need to make. And I just need to stay consistent with that. And to see if it works or not. See how it's going to go. And if it doesn't work, I have the flexibility to change something. And see how it works going forward. So I love my body and I appreciate my body and everything that it fucking does. Period. No matter what. I know that it's okay to want to make changes to my body. There's nothing wrong with that. I do love my body. I can love my body and want to make changes to it at the same time. Period. I have my own back and I show up for myself no matter what. It is more important that you show up for yourself and you have your back before anyone else does. Because that's where it all starts. I am staying accountable to myself. I don't need to depend on someone to keep me accountable. That will not help me out or benefit me in any fucking way whatsoever. I need to do that with myself more than anything else. And I'm paying attention to my energy and my thoughts. So if I'm doing something that I don't really enjoy and that's like draining, exhausting energy, then I can change it. I can change my perspective about it. I can make it enjoyable or fun or, or I could cut it out completely. That's something that I realized. Pay attention to your energy when you're doing something. And your thoughts about it. So when I was like, how the fuck did I get here? I weigh as much as I weighed when I was pregnant. What the fuck is this? How did this even happen? I didn't even realize this until now. Oh my God, it's been three years. Wow, wow, wow. I sat with those thoughts and thought about that. Why do I think this? What do I want to do? Do I want to make changes to this? Or do I just want to keep not making changes to this? What do I need to do to not feel this way? What do I need to realize? And, you know, I just sat with those thoughts and, like, really processed them and the emotions that I was feeling. And I decided to do things differently. So, I, you know, I took, not took notes, but I, like, typed out some things and, like, went with it. But one of the most important things is being flexible because you, you don't need to have such high expectations like oh my gosh this is what's gonna happen it's gonna happen at this time you don't give yourself deadlines like it's gonna happen here this is what i'm gonna do and if it's not then whatever don't be an all or nothing type of thing and you know it's okay to feel discouraged sometimes but don't give up is the thing so you have to be flexible in what you do like oh my god i've been doing this for a month and it's not working i've been doing this for three months and nothing is happening then what have i been doing And what changes could I make to this? What's something else I could try and see how it goes? Let's do that. So you track and evaluate different things that you're doing. And it could be any damn thing. It could be the amount of workouts you're doing a week. It could be the times that you're going to sleep every week. Or it might be different. It could be how much water you're drinking. It could be um, what kind of proteins you've been trying. You know how you've been balancing your meals, what, you know, how, how many meals you've been having, how many snacks you've been having. It could be, you know, you know, figuring out your macros if you want. It could be writing down everything you eat if you want, but you don't have to do any of that. Like it depends on you and you really have to be flexible with that and really determine what changes you need to make and what you have been doing to get the results that you want to do to move forward, 
So always be flexible and have room. And check in with myself. How am I feeling? Do I feel good about this? Am I happy? Am I excited? Do I feel discouraged? Do I feel like giving up? Like what would happen if I gave up? The same shit that has always happened. A vicious cycle of not getting anywhere. We're not going there again. So we're going to stay consistent. We're going to show up for ourselves and have our own backs. All of that. Checking in with myself like every day. Throughout the day. Multiple times. And it's not always the same. Sometimes I feel this way. Sometimes I feel that way. Depending on what it is. And it's all okay. Just know how you feel. Meeting myself where I am. I said this before. I'm, you know, I'm not going to go from gaining 40 pounds in three years to losing those 40 pounds plus 20 more pounds in, you know, three months. I'm just fucking not. I'm not going to go from drinking, I don't know, 50 ounces of water to 110 ounces of water in a week. I'm just fucking not. I'm meeting myself where I am and I'm just improving daily and sometimes it's not always sometimes we're not always gonna have the best days, but we consistently move forward. And that includes the habits. I did another episode on habits, which is really good to listen to. So I'm just gonna talk about this real quick. Um developing habits that help me and staying consistent with them. So I figure out what those habits are and if they're working for me, then I keep going with them. And that's it. If I need to change them, then I do. If I need to stop doing them, then I do that's all there is to it habits are what you do every day and they really add up to making things happen and like again paying attention to the energy of how I feel when I'm doing something I can make it as fun and enjoyable as I can so that's what I try to do I'm not a workout person I literally am honest as fuck I don't like to work out so I try to make it as enjoyable and as fun as I fucking can and that's it I try to make you know doing something that doesn't seem like fun as fun as it can be because, you know, working out is just something that I need to do. So I have to find a way to like it better or, you know, get with it more. And just like, that's it. Like if it's something that you really feel horrible about and it's just really not helping you, then you don't need to do it at all. Or if it's something that you, you know you need to do, then you can change your perspective about it. Try to make it more fun and try to make it more enjoyable. That's just something to add. So yeah, focusing on my daily habits and actions and the moment what I'm doing every day without thinking of the end result and the destination as much so I'm thinking more about my daily habits and focusing on them and my actions that I'm taking and the choices that I'm making in every moment way more than I'm thinking of the end result and the destination which is hard to do because of course we're like I want to get this result this is what I'm going to feel like on the other side. This is what I'm going to feel like when I reach these results and, you know, I achieve this goal. But you know what? We don't know what it's going to feel like. We don't know what it's going to be like because we're not there yet. And if we keep thinking about that so much, we're going to neglect what we're doing right now. Or we're not going to pay attention to what we're doing right now. We're not going to even know if it's working because we're not paying attention to it. We need to be present and we need to be in the moment and focusing on our daily habits and our actions. And always reminding myself and remembering the reasons why I want to do this. And remembering that I can do this and being present with all of it. Being present with all of it. I feel, I feel frustrated that I didn't do that workout as good as I think I should have. Let me feel that frustration. I'm, I'm, I'm going to feel it. I'm not going to avoid it. I'm not going to ignore it. I'm not going to push it away. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to process it. And I'm going to see what I need to do now to do better next time to keep moving forward and to not fucking give up. That's it. So being present 
never forgetting that you can do what you want to do, that you can do this and you can do it your way. Having gratitude, always being grateful for everything, always being grateful that I can move my body because some people don't, some people can't, never forgetting that. Always being grateful that I have knowledge at my fingertips from other people that have gone through what I have gone through so I could do it faster than they did it because I know now what they have taught me. Grateful for so many damn different things. So many variety of workouts. So many variety of foods. All the things. So grateful for the support I have in my life from other people and from myself. So grateful that I have a body and I have a life. To do what I want with it. And... I'm going to be sharing my process, my journey, and my experience with all of this along the way. So please keep listening to this podcast. Please leave a a review if you love it. Please go to veganbeautypower.com to read the blog and to subscribe to the Vegan Beauty Power Goddess Love Letters, which are daily emails every day with a lot of goodness in them. So much fun. And get the free food empowerment and food freedom mini course if you want. The workshop will be out soon and one-on-one sessions will be available soon as well. So go to veganbeautypower.com for all of that and follow Vegan Beauty Power on TikTok, Instagram, and Pinterest and a Veg Beauty Power on Twitter. I'm also going to start having clubhouse rooms every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern about different topics for vegan women and that is vegan women movement. That's the club. So thanks so much for being here and thanks so much for listening. Go to veganbeautypower.com for more. I hope this has helped you a lot and I look forward to sharing more. It's really exciting when you feel like you can finally do something that you've been wanting to do for so long. Thanks so much for all your support. I hope you love this. Thanks so much for listening and being here. If you've loved this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Share this podcast with anyone and everyone you know who will love it too. For more, go to veganbeautypower.com, read the blog, and subscribe to the Vegan Beauty Power Goddess Love Letters. It's all for you, goddess.